My name is Robert Stone. I'm a private eye, and I'm good at finding things. Really good. Along with my partner, Sticks, we find things that want to remain hidden, like car keys, lost pets, unfaithful spouses, and homicidal maniacs. Not always, in that order. We are detectives for hire in the sprawling metropolis called Freedom City. Here in our case files, you will find magic, monsters, mystery, and mayhem. Manic Mysteries Season 2, featuring the voice talents of Jason Allen, Corey Teitzma, Kevin Meese, Jonathan Hutchinson, Sarah Cashman, Sean Cashman, Sophie Cashman, Ty Cashman, Melissa Baldwin, and Joshua Cragg. The Case of the Cat Who Fell on the Toilet Fame is a double-edged blade for a detective. The more famous you are, the more clients come knocking at your door, and the higher the fee you can charge them. However, too much fame and you won't be able to go into the seedy parts of town, and snitches won't want to be seen around you, making your job harder. A good detective strikes a balance between being known by the right people and being anonymous to everyone else. Obscurity is part of the reason we kept the name Dick and Jane Detective Agency. Well, that, and we were too cheap to change the lettering on the door. Dick and Jane were accountants, and last I heard, they were living on a sunny beach far away from audits, gangsters, eldritch terrors, and Freedom City. Heh, <laughs> lucky them. I live and work in the city. The case I'm about to tell you made the news headlines for days. My partner Styx and I managed to stop a massive gold heist, but for reasons that will soon become clear, our names were buried on page 16. The honor of the front page went to a cat. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's meet our first player. Welcome to the Dick and Jane Detective Agency. I'm Styx. How can we help you? Hello, my name is Carlos. I'm, I'm sorry, this is just really painful. Well, we're not the dentist. Tell us your problem. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. It's, it's just that my dignity has been stolen. Your dignity was stolen? Yes. And you want us to find it? Oh, you must. Did not see that coming. Sir, I don't think we can recover lost dignity. Could I suggest a good therapist instead? Oh, don't say that. My dignity is everything to me. Well, look on the bright side. Now you can dip your fries in mayo without shame. How did you lose it? She. Say what now? My dignity is a she, not an it. Dignity is a woman? Don't be silly. Dignity is a dog. Oh, well, that's a horse of a different color. We can find missing animals. I don't need a horse. I want my dignity back, and I'm willing to pay handsomely. She must be an important pet. She's not a pet. She's a champion show dog. I don't even own her. I'm her handler. But without her, I do not have a job. Now we're getting somewhere. Tell us what happened. Are you familiar with the Golden Bone Dog Exhibition? No. It's only the most prestigious dog show in all of Freedom City. Only the purest breeds are allowed. My client paid a fortune to enter. Wait, so you have to pay to show your dog? Of course. Even then you have to get through a rigorous vetting process. I'm afraid I don't understand why anyone would enter. The winner of the show gets a substantial purse, but all that really matters is exhibiting the dogs. The Golden Bone attracts dog fanciers from the three big cities. My client breeds dogs, and Dignity is, or was, his only dog to make the cut this year. Just having her there will enable him to sell a fortune in pups. How much? A pedigree puppy can go anywhere from twenty to 80000 depending on the breed. I am seriously in the wrong business. 
Thinking of changing careers, Styx? Nah, dogs hate me. Fame and fortune isn't worth becoming a chew toy. A loss for the canine community. Oh, sorry Carlos, please continue. The Golden Bone is showcasing this weekend at the Soaring Muzzle Hotel. I arrived late last night with dignity, along with all of the other contenders. I got her settled in her carriage with her bed, blanket, and binky before I left for the night. When I returned this morning, the carriage door was broken open and my poor dignity was gone! What about hotel security? Idiots and fools. The dogs were supposed to receive 24-hour protection, but the two high school kids they hired fell asleep. They saw nothing. Alright, let's go take a look. Five hours. I'm thinking ten. The hunt is on. Oh, was that a dog pun? It's possible. Seriously? Cut it out. Only if you beg. The drive to the soaring muzzle was brought to you by more grunnable dog jokes than you could shake a sticks at. The convention center was a three-story building, elaborate and expensive, more wide than high. Enormous trees that touched the roof stood around like columns at regular intervals. Our eyes, however, were drawn immediately to the huge yellow dog biscuit decorating the roof of the famous hotel. Ooh, that is one big bone. It's to showcase the competition. The Golden Bone is sponsored by the Vanity Fur Biscuit Company. It's a bit garish for my taste. I understand it really is a large dog biscuit and not just made of plaster. The smell is making some of the dogs antsy. If it was closer to the ground, it would attract a lot of ants. I don't know. I find it humorous. Ugh, spare me. I still have a bone to pick with you. Uh... Is that a cat? I think so. What's he doing in that tree? Oh no, that's not just any cat. That's Mr. Whiskers. And where there's Mr. Whiskers, there's... Mr. Whiskers! Oh, where has that darn cat gone? Vivian Yawn. Oh, there you are, my mischievous friend. And what have you found? Well, I'll be Robert Stone. How very nice to see you again. Hello, Vivian. Well, don't just stand there lollygagging, Robert. Make yourself useful and help Mr. Whiskers. Ten minutes and many scratches later, I managed to get that stubborn furball out of the tree into the hands of his owner. Vivian Yon is a journalist for Freedom City's largest news rag, the Freedom Gazette. Vivian fancies herself an investigative reporter, and she occasionally stumbles onto some real news, if only by accident. She mostly writes fluff pieces, you know, the stuff in the social section, weddings, fashion trends, reviews, art shows, that sort of thing. I should have known she'd be here. We have a small history. Oh, my sweet baby. What were you doing up in the tree? Such a smart little guy. So, Stone, what brings you here? Surely you're not a dog person. Although, that would explain certain things. I smell a story. Sorry, Vivian. Client confidentiality. Ah, Miss Yon, there has been a dog napping. Dignity has been stolen. I was right. There is a story here. Well, lead the way, and don't leave out any of the details. Well, I arrived last night with our champion dog, and I got her settled in her carriage. She had her blanket. Ah, jeez. The press. This is going to make things harder. Tell me about it. So that's Vivian Yon. Quite a looker. Didn't you two date? Only once. She took that cat on the date with us. Said he was her lucky charm and helped her find news stories. That must have been annoying. Not really. The cat was better company. Stone, hurry up and solve this mystery so I can make the evening addition. 
The soaring muzzle was abuzz with activity. The dog-themed decorations bordered on wedding-level obscene. We passed through the main lobby and down a flight of stairs to the staging area. A large field of fake grass stretched out before us with various platforms, jumping bars, a kiddie pool, and dog-sized obstacles all arranged in such a way to allow maximum viewing from the audience. There were trainers for every animal. Onlookers and event employees hustled back and forth doing all sorts of strange things that mostly involved preening over the dogs. And there were a lot of dogs. I hadn't seen this many canines in one place since the dog track. We were quickly ushered to the scene of the crime. Carlos hadn't been kidding when he called this dog's cage a carriage. It looked like a miniature palace on wheels. Of course, anyone who has visited my apartment knows I have pretty low standards when it comes to luxury. The lock on the carriage door looked sturdy, and it was still attached to the door. Too bad the door was about 15 feet away from the carriage. The rest of the carriage was in shambles, like someone had ransacked it for loose change or happy tree pills. We were examining the scene when we were approached by a large man with a mustache so big you could hang a coat on it. He was accompanied by our old friend, Chief Buggins. That's Mr. Orson. He manages and judges the show. Carlos, my men are still scouring the area for any signs of dignity. We've also enlisted the aid of the local law enforcement. Chief Buggins has come to help. I need to ask you a few questions. Chief Buggins, Vivian Yon, senior reporter for the Freedom Gazette. Any leads on the dog knackers who have struck the Golden Bone Dog Show? What is the police doing to keep the dogs safe? Should our readers at home fear for the safety of their pets? What? So the police are powerless to stop these dreaded dog bandits. I never said that. Miss Yon, I have told you to keep your cat out of the exhibition area. It unsettles the performers. Nonsense. All the dogs here are well-trained and couldn't possibly harm my... Mr. Whiskers! You get away from those Pomeranians! I don't know about show dogs, but your average mutt will generally chase a strange cat, especially if said cat waves its tail at the dog's face for several minutes. The Pomeranians had apparently had enough teasing and they broke loose from their trainers. What ensued was perhaps the most ridiculous chase scene I've ever witnessed. I'll give Mr. Whiskers credit. He dodged through the field's obstacle course with the skill of a champion pedigree. The dogs chasing? Not so much. They plowed through it and everyone had gotten their way. They knocked over a basket of balls which scattered in every direction. They bumped an unlucky staff member who fell head first into the pool. A merchant stand was completely upturned. Other dogs soon joined the fray, and the makeshift mob stampeded through the field with bawling stylists and screaming trainers vainly chasing behind. This was utter chaos, and will probably remain one of my fondest memories. Whenever life tries to drag me into a dark alley and beat me until I weep, all I ever need to do is conjure the image of Mr. Whiskers single-handedly destroying the Golden Bone Dog Show to put a smile back on my face. Eventually, order was restored, and the hotel security escorted Vivian Yawn out. However, they couldn't find Mr. Whiskers. You know, I think this is the first instance in a case of collateral damage that we didn't cause. I am so sorry you had to see that. I'm not. Some introductions. Mr. Orson, this is Robert Stone and Sticks. They're private investigators. I see. Are they necessary? They're good. If Mr. Carlos hadn't hired them, I might have. For a case like this, it helps to have a few extra noses to the pavement. I'm sure dignity is around here somewhere. I had men at the front doors and alarms on all of the exits. 
I can personally guarantee no dog has left this building. What do we know? Good question, Chief. I can tell you what we found. The carriage looks expensive, but it was cheaply constructed. The insides are torn up as if someone was searching for something. The door shows signs of mild scratching, but it's either pulled or pushed out. The lock is undamaged. Could Dignity have escaped on her own? It's possible. The hinges on the door could be pulled apart with very little effort. Nonsense. My Dignity is exceptionally well trained. She would never run away. Given the state of this room, training seems superfluous. I love how you said that with a straight face. Knock it off, you two. My men will begin searching rooms. What's your plan? Mr. Orson, we've never been to a dog show before. Could we get a tour and ask you a few questions? I'm rather busy at the moment. I think that's a grand idea. <sighs> Very well. Follow me. I won't bore you with the details, but Mr. Orson walked us around the stadium showing us the stages, the dog pens, the judging tables, and talking us through the basics of how the show worked. Every business you'll find has its own language. That's how you know who's in the know. They can talk the talk, and it was very clear Mr. Orson was speaking in a foreign tongue. There was a lot of waffle about confirmation, feathering, and gait. The only thing I could follow was when Mr. Orson described the snobbish history of the Golden Bone. It boiled down to some rich dog owner wanting to snub another rich dog owner over whose dogs were better. Ah, uh, petty rivalry? Is there anything it can't do? So how many dogs compete? Oh, about 2,000, but there will be only 50 winners. That's a lot of ribbons. <laughs> ribbons? <laughs> oh, how droll. Ribbons are for street shows, not the golden bone. Orson took us behind the curtain stage to a large glass case. Inside the box were several dozen golden trophies with golden dog bones of various sizes. These are the golden bones. And yes, they are real gold. Whoa. How much are they worth? Well, a golden bone trophy is essentially priceless. But in terms of raw gold, the entire case is valued at about, oh, 10 million or so. <coughs> You've got to be kidding! I thought Carlos said the winners got a small reward. It's only money. The real treasures are the dogs. I see someone's never had to search the couch cushions for enough change to buy some food. Excuse me? Don't mind me. I'm just waxing poetic on the demeaning material attitudes that result from wealth disparity. I'm afraid I don't follow. And that's why we like you. What he means is that we're grateful for your time. We're just going to ask around and see if anybody saw anything. Isn't that right, Sticks? Yes, sirree, Bob. Excuse me while I go scratch myself and drool in a corner. Very well. Good day, gentle... sirs. That was rude. Sorry. I couldn't help myself. He's a demeaning prick. Let's go find this lost pup. Sticks and I split up the talk with the rest of the competition. I'm going to give you some of the highlights of my conversations. I don't know this dignity, but have you met my Wuzzlekins? Dogs don't really run away. They tend to run home. Have you tried his home? Who's a good boy? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Have you tried the chocolate latte stand? It's divine. This is what you get when you employ handlers. They just don't care about the dogs. Dignity is a shepherd. I don't consort with shepherds. Maybe one of those bloodhounds could track him? That's enough now. Let go. Let go. Ow! 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 It's a plot. They want our dogs for their robot masters. Well, they aren't getting my swan dancer. I can tell you that. It goes without saying that my inquiries weren't very helpful. 
A few people had seen the dog the day before, but none recently. I was snatching at breadcrumbs and the birds had already carried them away. I found sticks in a concession stand. He had a drink in his hand. Oh, this is heavenly. We need to get a Starbucks in our neighborhood. I'm sure it'll fit right in with the pawn shops and smoke joints. Any luck? No, I got to meet a lot of the dogs. The names these people give their pets. I met a majestic prince and a noble beauty. There was also a Sherlock Bones and a Groucho Barks. They were nice. A Lord Golden and a Princess Buttercup growled at me. Why must they all be so pretentious? Can they name their dogs something fun like Roadkill or Count Doom? It's probably because those names won't win awards. Look, we know the dog is in the building, but that leaves us with two options. Either it's skulking somewhere without people, or somebody is hiding it. The question is, where do we start? How about that huge crowd of people gathering over there? Styx was right. There was a large group of people congregating near another dog cage. We sidled our way over. Mr. Orson was comforting this older woman wearing way too much makeup and perfume. And we found Carlos in the group. Carlos, what's the fire? No fire. There's another missing dog. Oh, my poor sweet little fox. She must be so scared. There, there, madame. We'll find her. Her dog, Little Fox, went missing during the chaos with the cat earlier. Little Fox is a cocker spaniel and a champion. She's favored to take best of show, first dignity, and now this. Once is an accident, twice is a coincidence. If a third dog goes missing, we'll have a pattern. What now? We use our noses. Styx and I moved away from the crowd and headed for the stairwells. On the second one, we caught a whiff of the lady's perfume. Thankfully, it was distinct. Some sort of pear, I think. Perfume particularly a strong one, is like a virus. It infects everything you touch, particularly purses and other people. I have yet to meet the owner of a small yippy dog who didn't carry their furry puffballs close to the chest like a child with a stuffed animal. Little Fox's owner did not disappoint. The scent took us up five floors before we lost it. A hotel employee was shampooing the hallway and the pungent odor of detergent overpowered everything else. Gah, foiled by the cleaning crew. Curse their sanitary labor. Well, it was a long shot anyway. For all we know, we could have been heading towards the old lady's hotel room. Why, Robert, you sly dog. That was a weak one. I'll try better next time. I think I'm going to check out the security office, see if they've got anything. I'll head to the hotel kitchens. Even dogs get hungry. We were looking for a needle in a haystack. Time to see if our chicken might have flown the coop or was playing hide-and-go-seek. The security office was on the main floor near the lobby behind a nondescript door. Freedom City Hotels. No matter how fancy or held together by spit and prayer, they cut corners everywhere. The security office was a little more than a closet with a desk. It took me a few minutes for me to find someone on the security staff. His name was Chip. His stiff posture, terse answers, and complete lack of eye contact screamed ex-military. Uh, can I help you, sir? I'm assisting the police in finding the missing dogs. Can I ask you a few questions? Uh, sorry, sir, but I'm not authorized to talk to you, sir. Well, who can? I'm not authorized to say, sir. Who has that authority? I'm afraid I don't follow, sir. Can you tell me who I need to talk to so you can talk to me? Only if they authorize it, sir. This is circular. Okay, what about Mr. Orson? Can you at least tell me where he's staying? Fourth floor, room 421, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Loin. Excuse me, sir? Pantane. Are you okay, sir? Uh, uh, never mind. I'm just playing a word game. Keep up the good work. The journey to the hotel kitchens brought me into the very bowels of Diablo. 
and yet it was a fairly cheery place. All the cooks and waitstaff were playing cards and chatting. I didn't see much cooking. A thorough search did not reveal any hidden canines among the meat racks. The head cook, a lady by the name of Maggie, was more than happy to answer my questions. Nope, no sign of dogs or any other vermin. It's spick and span down here. You could practically eat off the floor if you wanted to. And no thanks. Too much fiber. Do you have any beef jerky? Sure. Feeling peckish? It's not for me. I was thinking of using it to lure out the lost animals. I have some barbecue flavored jerky tokens. They have a strong smell, but they cost you 20 big ones. Jeez, that's highway robbery. I could get the exact same brand at a convenience stand for less than three. I know, I know. I don't set the prices. The hotel does that. A bag of chips is 25. You want to talk expensive? A salad will cost you 50. And heaven help you if you order a steak. Why are the prices so high? Are they that good? Nah, it's because the rich slubs who stay here can afford it, and there usually isn't any other options. That's part of why we don't have much to do today. What do you mean? Ever since that Starbucks moved in yesterday, no one has ordered anything more than an afternoon snack. Not only is their food and drink dirt cheap, but it's actually better than ours. Have you tried their chocolate latte? It's criminal. Not yet. They don't want us to seem with competition, but a couple of us are going to sneak up later. Good plan. I'll go ahead and take that beef jerky. You can charge Mr. Orson for it. Done and done. Sometimes a detective has to follow his gut. That's what Silas used to say to me when he had no idea what to do next and was hungry. My gut was telling me that Mr. Orson was hiding something. I just wasn't sure what. I found his hotel room, but the door was locked. Styx isn't the only one who can use a universal lockpick. It just took me a little longer and with a great deal more cursing. I jimmied the door open and slipped inside. Mr. Orson's room was upper class. There was a large king-sized bed with a frilly canopy. His closet had several suits, coats, and ties, and there was a desk with a whole lot of paperwork on it. I had just made an interesting discovery when I heard something. I turned and saw Vivian Yawn staring at me from outside the window. She was perched on a tree limb and was holding a rather grumpy-looking Mr. Whiskers in the crook of her arm. Vivian glared at me. Vivian? What are you doing out there? Open the window. Don't just stand there gawking, Robert. Help a lady in. We must be 30 feet off the ground. How did you get up here? What do you think? I climbed. Is this your room? No, it's Mr. Orson's. That is much. You never struck me as the kind of guy with discerning taste. Besides, this is way out of your price range. Well, thanks. Good job, Mr. Whiskers. You found us a way back inside. Technically, I was the one that opened the window. So, what are we doing here? Do you suspect Mr. Orson of foul play? No, but something about him doesn't sit well with me. I figured I'd check his room. What have you found? Secret love notes? Bribery? Murderous bees? None of the above, I'm afraid. I found bills. How boring. It's not boring, Vivian. It's telling. Look, this is accounting information, and if I'm reading this right, they're spending a fortune on this show. This convention is huge. It brings in a ton of cash. That may be true, but I think the expenditures are far outstripping the income. There are letters here from a lawyer, Mr. Nigel Thorne, begging Mr. Orson to control the costs. Orson has hired decorators, performers, and let's not forget the gold-plated award statues. Just renting this convention center alone is more than the ticket cost. Mr. Orson is writing checks he can't possibly cash. I can see the headline now. Golden Bone Dog Show Goes for Broke. I love it! We'll be on the front page for sure. How does this tie in with our missing dignity? I'm not sure. 
insurance scam perhaps? Is someone in the toilet? Mr. Whiskers. Your cat uses a toilet and flushes when he's done? Of course. Only savages don't flush. I hope he wipes. Mr. Whiskers, who's a good boy? You are. Clever kitty. You found out the golden bone was out of money. Wait, what? No, I found the bills. I'm not forgetting your accomplishments, Robert. I appreciate you opening the window. But without Mr. Whiskers leading me here, I would never have discovered this sordid tale of financial ruin. I swear, Mr. Whiskers has the best nose in the business. The cat climbed a tree. Don't be jealous, Robert. I'm sure you're very good at whatever it is you do. I'm a detective. That's nice. All right, now, Mr. Whiskers, let's go find those missing dogs. See what I mean? This is why I never went on a second date with her. She spent the entire meal discussing the quality of food with the cat. I might as well have been a table napkin. I'm not even sure she realized I was there until the check came. She's got this sort of tunnel vision and it's cat-shaped. Vivian scooped up Mr. Whiskers and trotted towards the door. I would say that Mr. Whiskers was looking smug at me, but I think smug is a default look for all cats. So you can't take it personally. We left the hotel room and the cat immediately darted out of her arms and down the hall. Quick! Mr. Whiskers has found something. Look at his twitching tail. Doesn't he always move his tail when he walks? Yes, but it's normally right to left. This time he's moving left to right, which means he's found something. Of course. How could I have missed that? We followed Mr. Whiskers along several corridors and down a flight of steps. We turned a corner and saw a large box in the center of the hallway. Mr. Whiskers made a beeline for it. There was a flash of rope and suddenly the box with Mr. Whiskers inside was dangling several feet above the ground. Gotcha. What have you done? I have cut our cantankerous canine. Yeah, more like frivolous feline. Let Mr. Whiskers out at once. Odds Bodkins, this thing is a tornado. Here. Mr. Whiskers, come back here, darling. Sorry about that. I got some beef jerky from the kitchens and set up a trap. That was a good idea, but we better follow those two before they get into more trouble. I turned a corner and collided into a man with a briefcase walking in the opposite direction. We both hit the floor along with a pile of papers. Oh, that looked painful. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. This is a hotel, not a racetrack. Did you happen to see a young lady come through here following a cat? No, and don't touch those. This looks like legalese. Of course it is. I'm a lawyer. It's what I do. <laughs> Back, vile demon. What is your problem? Oh, never mind him. He's like that with all lawyers. Return thee to the dark abyss and trouble us no more. Idiots. Blast it. We lost her. We should go see if the chief has had better luck. When we finish, let's grab some grub. I don't know about you, but the smell of that jerky was making me hungry. Thank you, Mike. Be sure to sweep all the restrooms. Get one of the hotel staff to open any supply closets. Hey, chief. One moment. Oh, and get me another coffee. You know how I like it. All right. Stone. Sticks. Tell me something good. The Brown Beaver is getting another movie next year. I'm in about the missing dogs. Sorry, Chief. We got nothing. Blast it. We're chasing our tails here. These dogs have vanished. Sir, we have a problem. What now? It's the K-9 unit, sir. Paul and Bunyan. We were going down one of the main passages when the dogs caught some sort of scent. They took off running. We were following behind. But we... we lost them, sir. 
What do you mean you lost them? We can't find them anywhere. Let me get this straight. We brought you and your hounds to find other missing dogs, and now your dogs are gone too? I'm afraid so, sir. Of all the incompetent. Stone, I have to go deal with this. You keep looking. And there's our pattern. Styx and I headed back to the main showroom and got in line at Starbucks. It's a chain that's like Admiral Credis, except for they serve healthy food. As such, I very rarely go there. They mostly sell drinks and vegetable sandwiches, but they also carry pastries covered in lard. I guess the idea is if you eat something healthy, you can splurge for something fattening. Maybe they balance each other out. It's funny, but I couldn't help but stare at the dame at the counter. She looks so familiar, I just couldn't place her. Welcome to Starbucks. What can I get you? I'll take the guacamole vegan turkey club and that thing dripping in chocolate. Hmm. Do you carry burgers? Yeah, we have a carrot patty with alfalfa and peanut sauce. Does it have any meat in it? No, sir. We are purely vegan. I do have an egg biscuit if you want it. I can swear I've met you before. What is your name? <sighs> As if I haven't heard that line before. Look, my name is Lori. It's on my name tag. Are you going to order anything? I'll have a drink. Robert, you should try this donut thing. It's delicious. Sticks, that thing is literally dripping sugar. My arteries are hardening just looking at it. No thank you. I don't mind killing my liver slowly, but I'm kind of attached to my heart. Your loss. Here comes Mr. Orson and the lawyer. Sir, we really need to discuss these expenditures. Not now, Nigel. Can't you see I'm busy? Put more of those streamers on that column. Where are the signs? They need to be higher. We aren't dwarves here, though I guess the dogs could read them. Remind me to order more and we'll double up. Absolutely not. We can't afford more signs. We can't pay for the ones you've already bought. If you just take a look at these numbers... Numbers, numbers. This is the Golden Bone. We are the premier dog show in Freedom City. We have a duty to our clients. Oh, the sculptures are here. The what? I sculptures for the show. I had them specially carved after the last five years' winners. This way, gentlemen. I have a cooling room specially made for this. How much? Irrelevant. Although the cooling room was expensive, I had to put in special ducts that run all the way to the roof. But we can't have these babies melting before the big day. Ice sculptures? Cooling room? Sir, this is outrageous! Several big delivery guys entered pushing carts with five large ice sculptures of various dog breeds. I think everyone was duly impressed except for the lawyer. He looked like he was about to have a seizure. His eyes got huge and he continued to berate Mr. Orson about financial responsibility as they led the icy train out of the showroom. Sticks couldn't stop giggling. Oh, I wish I had my camera. Psst, Robert. Hi, Vivian. Nice disguise? Hmm, fake blonde wigs and glasses are all the rage these days. Hardy har. So why are you dressed like that? In case you weren't keeping up with things, I'm sort of banned from the show and I still have a story to write. I lost Mr. Whiskers, and so I'm investigating them on my own. Have you any leads? So far, just a couple of missing police dogs. Ms. Yon! Oh, crap. I found this in the cooling room. I believe it is yours. <coughs> Orson, darling, and Mr. Whiskers, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. Such a naughty kitty running off like that. I thought I told you that you and your animal are no longer welcome here. But, of course, you were just kidding, right? 
After all, the Golden Bones is big news. It should be featured in the Freedom Gazette. Last year, we were barely given a byline. Oh, but this year, I'm sure you'll be on the front page. Fine, you can stay. But keep that creature on a leash. I don't have a leash. Well, it's a good thing you're at a dog show. I'm sure we can find you one. Mr. Whiskers was quickly furnished with a tiny collar and leash. We continued our fruitless search for the next few hours. As evening approached, we were no closer to finding the missing dogs. Mr. Orson was busy getting the dog show prepared, which he said would begin tomorrow as planned. Vivian stalked the aisles asking direct and sometimes leading questions while dragging a rather annoyed looking Mr. Whiskers. Styx and I found a couple of chairs that gave us a good view of the showroom and settled down to wait. A few things bothered me about this case. One missing animal, I can understand. Two, maybe. But four? How can four dogs up and vanish? There are police crawling all over the place. Someone should have seen something, but if they have, and they weren't talking, the question was, why? Robert. Robert. Sorry, Chief. He's in his thinking place. He'll be in there a while. What do you need? We found a stolen van in the side parking lot. Thought he'd want to take a look. I'll come. Me too. Watching this great detective slowly stir his coffee while muttering to himself does not make for a good story. Robert, here. Watch Mr. Whiskers for me. Okay. Will he be okay? Oh yeah. By the time we get back, he'll have everything figured out. It's his thing. What did all the missing dogs have in common? It wasn't breed. It wasn't location. It wasn't even the show. The two police dogs weren't even competing. All of them were loose. All of them were chasing something. All of them... I felt a strong tugging at my arm and looked up to find myself alone at a table with a cold coffee in one hand and the other being pulled by an agitated Mr. Whiskers on a leash. <coughs> what? <coughs> in all my life, I've never seen a cat do the pee-pee dance before. It's certainly something to behold. It's like a wind-up car that keeps smacking into the wall. Sighing loudly, I got up and began walking towards the bathrooms. All conventions have three parking areas. One for guests, one for employees, and one for vendors and deliveries. The last is usually in a poorly lit dungeon. That's where we went. It wasn't hard to spot the stolen van. Large, painted all black, and three boys in blue standing around it looking important and confused all at the same time. We finally got all the plates checked. This one is stolen. Been missing for about five days now. Anything inside? It's empty. Scrub top to bottom. Security can't remember who drove it. Look, there's glue here on the side. Like it had a sign, but someone removed it. I noticed that too. Open the back. Phew, there's cleaner here, but something else. Years of smoking have killed my sense of smell. I know that scent. It's chocolate. chocolate. For whatever reason, walking a cat on a leash at a dog show really made me feel self-conscious. If the darn feline hadn't been so insistent, I probably would have told him to hold it in. We reached the men's bathroom. I'm assuming Mr. Whiskers is a guy. I opened the door. The lights were very dim. The cat sat on its squirming haunches and looked at me expectantly. <coughs> what? This is what you wanted, right? Go on. Go do your stuff. <coughs> you can't be serious. Fine. I'll come in with you, scaredy cat. We found a stall and I squeezed in behind the cat. It immediately hopped onto the toilet and squatted. I turned around and looked at the wall. It was only polite after all. I was just reading the scrawl obscenities and lewd ads when... The deal is off. You will do what you were paid to do. They just found the truck. 
It's only a matter of time before they figure out we aren't supposed to be here. Then do it now while they're all distracted. Use plan B to escape. It's too dangerous. Do it or I'll turn you over to them. Are you threatening me? I'll tell them about you. And I'll deny it. I'm not wanted for grand larceny. Oh, this was too good to be true. The likely suspects were just on the other side of the bathroom stall. If only I could see them. I put my foot on the seat to push myself up to give myself a better look. Unfortunately, I forgot about Mr. Whiskers. <coughs> Mr. Whiskers exploded out of the toilet, clawing up my back in his haste to escape the water. I burst out of the bathroom stall, soaked and with my cheek bleeding. Mr. Whiskers shot out of the bathroom like a wet torpedo and I stumbled behind. The delay had cost me. The would-be thieves were gone. I cursed loudly and stomped back into the showroom. There I ran into Styx, Vivian, and Chief Buggins. Robert, good. Come with us. What's going on? Turns out the Starbucks crew drove in with a stolen truck. We're going to ask them why. Where's Mr. Whiskers? Probably in South Bend's by now. Um, he, he kind of fell in the toilet. My poor baby. He hates baths. Tell me about it. By the way, your cheek is bleeding. They're gone. That explains what I heard in the bathroom. Eavesdropping in the lavatory? Do tell. Mr. Whiskers had to... Chief Buggins, hurry! It's a calamity! A travesty! Spit it out, man. The Golden Bone statues are gone! We rushed over to the display case, which had clearly been cut open. And judging by the jagged marks, it had been done quickly. The case was empty. It had to be the Starbucks employees. Captain, sweep the area. Block all exits. No one gets in or out. Follow me. Mr. Whiskers! There you are, darling. Mr. Whiskers trotted towards us, his tail dripping. He gave me one of those trademark withering stares and mewled pitifully at Vivian. I stared at the cat, and then it clicked what all the dogs had in common. Oh, you are soaked to the bone. I know how to find the missing dogs. All right, Mr. Know-it-all. Where are they? I don't get it. Stop! You'll scare Mr. Whiskers. That's the idea. Mr. Whiskers, come back here. You know, I haven't seen you barking since that burlesque case. Shut up, Sticks. Follow the cat. We chased Mr. Whiskers through the showroom. My barking drew quite a few curious stares, but I ignored them. Mr. Whiskers ran through a doorway and took off down a hall. I almost lost him once, but Styx caught the sight of his bushy tail just as it disappeared around a corner. We pursued and were greeted by a burst of cold air as we entered a metal storage room. Five ice sculptures dominated our vision. Mr. Whiskers, however, was nowhere to be seen. Spread out. There's only one door. He's got to be in here somewhere. Aha. Look at this. We found frosty wet kitty paws just outside the large makeshift vent that snaked its way through the wall. It was a bit tight, but by crawling on all fours, we began to climb the vent. It must have run alongside a stairwell because it snaked back and forth at a regular angle, allowing us to move steadily upwards. It opened up to the sky with a five-foot drop to the roof. We found Mr. Whiskers sitting at the top. You can stop it now, Robert. That's not me. Now there's something you don't see every day. Clinging from the giant dog biscuit were three people. Two men and a woman in Starbucks uniforms. Beneath them were two very dirty show dogs and a pair of very intimidating police dogs all barking furiously. 
The thieves had been trapped. We stood gawking at one another before Sticks ran to get help. Soon, Buggins had the trio in custody, and the dogs had been returned to their proper owners. Good work, you three. Four, don't forget Mr. Whiskers. Four, turns out the mastermind behind all this was none other than Rosalind the Rose. I thought she looked familiar. We should have seen it. Vendors always hike their stuff at events like this, and the food is always mediocre. This time it was tasty and cheap. I guess the Rose has never been to a convention before. My dignity is back. Thank you all. It was our pleasure, Carlos. I still don't get it. Why did the thieves steal the dogs, too? And they get trapped by them. Doesn't make sense. Simple, Chief. They didn't. Then how did the dogs get on the roof? Same way we did. They ran up the vent and then dropped down and couldn't get back up. Judging by the chew marks on that giant dog biscuit, they were having the feast of their lives. I get it. They all chased Mr. Whiskers up there. Precisely. There are trees all along the outside. Mr. Whiskers just climbed down. That's why we kept fighting him in the trees. Dignity broke out last night when Mr. Whiskers went out for a stroll. Little Fox chased him up here this morning during the chaos. And the two police dogs smelled the jerky Mr. Whiskers ran off with after losing their handlers. So Mr. Whiskers found the missing dogs? <laughs> More like he ran off with them. I smell front page material here. So you see, the Rose and her crew have nothing to do with the missing dogs. They just happen to have the misfortune of trying to attempt a heist at the same time. The men found zipline cords and grappling hooks stashed on the roof. They were going to make a clean getaway, while our focus was on the inside and exits. However, it appears they found several angry dogs that cornered them before they could escape. Not only did Mr. Whiskers find the dogs, but he foiled a robbery. You are such an amazing cat! Aha! Mr. Orson! Certainly you can now see the value of having cats at your show. Not really. But you have recovered our trophies. The Golden Bone can't thank you enough. Not so fast, sir. We can't give out the trophies. I've talked to the hotel management. They'll take them in lieu of payment for the convention center since we have no more money. Ugh, what nonsense! It's either that, or they kick us out. They would not dare. It's an honor to host our show. Uh, gentlemen, one moment, please. There's just one more loose thread to this entire mystery. How so? We've got the dogs and the gold. The Rose wasn't working alone. She had inside help. Someone got her approved to be here. What are you implying? She was hired, and the one who hired her is a slimy, blood-sucking lawyer. Me? What? Preposterous! I overheard you in the bathroom. You might have been whispering, but only lawyers use the words larceny in normal conversation. Is this true, Nigel? I did it for the show, you daft idiot. We needed the insurance money. You throw cash around like confetti, but who cleans up after you? Me! Yeah, I did it, and I'd do it again. Take him away, officer. You have a right to be silent. You have a right to yourself. The evening press of the Freedom Gazette had a big bold headline that read, Robbery and Kidnapping Foiled by Heroic Cat. Much of the article involved the incredible detective skills of Mr. Whiskers, who single-handedly located the missing dogs and stopped a dangerous band of thieves. Styx and I got a brief mention as baffled consultants on page 16. Fame may not be our goal, but sometimes it's nice to get a little recognition. I guess we'll just have to be satisfied with some honorary show dog ribbons that Mr. Orson gave us. Styx won the bet as to how long the case would take, so they're now both hanging on the wall over my desk. And that's okay. I bought a mail-order law degree that's going to hang over his desk next time I win. Mm -hmm.